Faith, Hope and Love, episode 249, the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year A. Saint Peter has just declared our Lord as Messiah, the Chosen One, the Son of God. Jesus has rewarded this God-inspired declaration with the statement that Peter is the rock on which he will build his church. Our Lord's Church is founded on the rock-solid profession of faith, first uttered by St. Peter. But now, astoundingly, only moments later, Jesus is rebuking Peter, calling him a stumbling block. Peter has gone from a rock to a stumbling block in seconds. How easy is it for any of us to go from one minute being a person who's supporting the vision of Jesus to being unwittingly a stumbling block or an obstacle to the project? It's a rather sobering thought. Our Lord's instinctive reactions, even to one of his closest disciples, make sense though. He has been sorely tempted in the desert by the adversary. The temptations were persistent, but he deflected them powerfully. As soon as the temptation came, he battered them away. Then, time and time again afterwards, he had to shrug off the all-too-subtle temptations to sell out, to take the easy path. If the easy path was not so attractive... And if the hard path was not so shocking and awful, there would have been no problem. But the right way was something no one would be happy to follow unless it was necessary. And the easy path was so reassuring. Jesus has time and time again had to fend off the adversary's temptations. Give them bread. Give them material things they desire. And then they'll follow you. Give them sensations. Give them wonders. Then they'll follow you. Never challenge them. Give them what they ask for without questioning, without moving them forward in any way. Sell out. Then they'll follow you. Compromise with the world. Reduce your standards. Then they'll follow you. And now here comes a friend, a devoted disciple, this rock, Peter, who he's going to build his church upon, saying similar things. No wonder Jesus shot back that retort like an arrow shot from its bow. Jesus had been fending off these obstacles to his true mission time and time again through his ministry, and this would not be the last one either. Jesus is saying to Peter and to each one of us, Okay, you now know I'm the Messiah, the Christ, the Chosen One. Fine. That's only the beginning. Now you must listen to the Lord and learn from him about what the true meaning of the Messiah really is, and not from your own preconceptions. And of course, Peter does this. He's gotten out of his place and tried to drag Jesus into a false vision of mission. Peter was a quick learner. After this rebuke, he gets back behind Jesus and follows him, walking behind him, not in front of him, symbolically. Peter loved his master. He respected him and wanted to protect him and preserve his life. I find it very helpful to always keep in mind that good intentions are not the be-all and end-all of everything. Sometimes meaning well can come up defeating the purpose of what we're here for. To prevent this mistake, it's absolutely vital that we take regular time to read and reflect on the scriptures, to deepen our spiritual and scriptural reflections and readings. And also, these readings we hear each weekend, they're so rich and full of meaning. It would be wonderful, and it's really important, If we read ahead the Sunday's readings during the week several times, so when we actually come to hear it on the Sunday, these texts 
are really coming alive and they're deepening in our heart and understanding. This weekend's gospel demands of us deep and regular prayer, deep contemplation and reflection, an open ear and an open heart. So like Peter, we can be a rock and not a block, a stumbling block at that. And so we can not only mean well, but also do well when we act according to our Lord's vision. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. O Lord, you are good and forgiving, full of mercy to all who call you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and joy and peace to you all. As we begin the Holy Eucharist, let's acknowledge our sinfulness first, so as to worthily celebrate these sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you healed the sick. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgave sinners. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you give us yourself to heal us and bring us strength. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in
let us pray that God will protect us with his watchful care. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. O Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak, I must cry out, I must shout, Violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and a derision all day long. If I say, I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, then within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. The Word of the Lord My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. O God, you are my God, for you I long. For you my soul is thirsting, my body pines for you like a dry, weary land without water. So I gaze in you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life, my lips will speak your praise. So I will bless you all my life, in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet, my mouth shall praise you with joy. For you have been my help, In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. A reading from the letter of St Paul to the Romans. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. 
the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, enlighten the eyes of your heart, that we might see how great is the hope to which we are called. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 16, verses 21 to 27. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are thinking not as God does, but as humans do. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to become my follower, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit anyone to gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will anyone give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each according to their work. The Gospel of the Lord Even before Jesus suggested that we all need to be cross-bearers, Jeremiah knew what it was to suffer daily. He was attacked by the crowds, imprisoned and tortured, isolated from his family and friends. He became a laughing stock around the streets of the city. He was hurt and bewildered by how people responded to him. Many people just ignored him. So if there was any person who had a reason to give up, then Jeremiah would certainly qualify. Yet he doesn't give in because he claims... He cannot extinguish the fire burning within him. He carried a cross before Jesus did. But is the cross the actual suffering or the reason why suffering can be endured? Unless you take up your cross daily and follow me, you are not worthy of the kingdom of heaven, is a misinterpreted text. What Jesus is not saying is, Look, everybody, I want you to become a follower of mine and I can promise you a life of humiliation, rejection, pain and suffering. So who would want to join such a group? A cross is made up of two cross pieces. It becomes a symbol of decision. You can go one way or the other. You are at a crossroads. The word crisis comes from that exact same sense. People who are suffering a crucifixion are people who are anguishing over hard decisions in their lives. And Jesus is saying, unless you make daily decisions that make a difference, you're not worthy of me. This is the cross we must bear. It's a far harder cross than physical crucifixion. The cross can get even more difficult to carry when we truly know what we should do, but we lose the courage, the motivation to actually do it. It's often about turning I should into I must or I will. 
It becomes a burden if we don't believe in the reason or the cause that compels us to carry it. St Paul suggests another form of the cross to the Romans, telling them that they should be transformed by the renewal of their minds. They should let go of their old ways and learn to think like Jesus. There is to be a time of relearning, then there must be a time of reteaching. So while the image of recognition of God in the world may have been obscured or blurred by competing quests, people are again looking for God but seem unable to recognise the divine presence. So we must become the teachers of who God is and what God expects. The psychiatrist, Jared May, wrote a book called Addiction and Grace, and in it he says, After 20 years of listening to the yearnings of people's hearts, I'm convinced that all human beings have an inborn desire for God. Whether they are consciously religious or not, this desire for God is our deepest longing and our most precious treasure. It gives us meaning, he says but something gets in the way of our inborn desire for God. The longing at the centre of our hearts repeatedly disappears from our awareness and its energy is usurped by forces that are not at all loving. Our desires are captured and we give ourselves to things that in our deepest honesty we really do not want. It's not that when we teach Christ we have an unreceptive audience. We're not preaching a message foreign to our human nature. When in our own way we quietly make ethical decisions, even if it costs us money, even if we are not the most important consideration in the decision-making process, when we make the decisions not to cheat, not to steal, not to lie, not to be unfaithful, quietly we become witnesses to truth in the eyes of others, the truth that is buried deep inside them. So when we carry our cross daily... We are so many little gongs that strike a great bell. It resonates the deepest desire for God in people, a desire which they cannot even name. Now Jesus has spoken already about choice. Last Sunday at Caesarea Philippi he said, Who do you say I am? And now he invites choice a second time, to take up your cross daily. Choose to be evangelizers, the ones who call forth from people what's really in their hearts, a burning desire for God. Today's Gospel sets before us the starkest reality of Christian faith, the cross. Jesus reminds Peter that this is the condition of discipleship and the only way to salvation. Our faith demands something of us, a personal commitment and a life spent in the service of God. There is no easy way out. Security and complacency are not elements of Christian life. Paradox of earthly loss for heavenly gain. This involved for Peter and the disciples so radical a change in their thinking that even Peter was baffled. He'd been enlightened by God so that he could recognise the Messiah, and he'd been given the leadership of the church, Yet he had failed to completely understand the message of suffering and was rebuked. The way you think is not God's way but man's. This total disregard of self which must characterise Christ's disciples is foreshadowed by the fate of Jeremiah in the first reading. The call of God is so insistent. A fire burning within him that he cannot disregard it. 
even though his compliance means continual suffering. He's in touch with the pain involved in serving God, in being a witness to values beyond this world. I'm a daily laughing stock, the butt of everyone's jokes, he says. Paul describes the change that must take place in the disciple. He must metamorphosize, be completely changed. And the Greek word used for this in Romans is the same word that Matthew uses when he describes the transfiguration of Jesus on the mountain. We must undergo a metamorphosis. We can follow Christ as he wishes us to do only if we're prepared to fashion the whole of our lives on his to forget ourselves in the loving service of Christ and of others for Christ's sake. Instead of conforming to the standard of society, we must approach life with a mind and heart transfigured. So true discipleship means taking up the cross in imitation of Jesus, and it unleashes the power and the love of God which burns in our hearts. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Jesus commands us to take up our cross. In that spirit, we now pray. For all people, that we may come to understand that it's better to give than to receive. Lord, hear us. For the citizens of our nation and all people who are citizens of the world, that God's love may move us to do whatever we can to right the wrongs people suffer. Lord, hear us. For those who are suffering persecution, that like Jeremiah, they may come to know the Lord's presence and assurance. Lord, hear us. For our Eucharistic community, that like St. Paul, we may offer our lives as a holy sacrifice, truly pleasing to God. Lord, hear us, for all who are ill and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us, for those who carried their cross in this world, that the fruits of their labours may be rewarded with eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Almighty and ever-living God, 
We ask you to hear us and help us to be true followers of Jesus, who support you and are not obstacles in your mission. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this sacred offering, O Lord, confer on us always the blessing of salvation, that what it celebrates in mystery it may accomplish in power. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Sundays 4 of Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and, giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim, by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy for ever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. 
for the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The Communion Antiphon how great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
what has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Renewed by this bread from the heavenly table, we beseech you, Lord, that being the food of charity, it may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve you in our neighbour. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining in this time of prayer, praise and worship. And I pray that this week, brings you an ever deeper experience of God's compassion and love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2020. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I 